seven guidance systems failing. Plasma cannons to full power. Shields are doing a major fade. We're going down. Yes, the planet has energon. Too much energon. Continued exposure to unaltered forms will result in permanent damage. Create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures. Too much energon. 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 I'm gonna pop a cap in your ass, kitty. Cheetor <laughs> um, is like time uh, to. Cheater, Bust the maximize. cap, maximal. Too much Good evening, fellow Cybertronians. Welcome back to Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in production order, starting from the beginning. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, Neo Cal. What's going on today, Cal? Uh, you know, staying inside, eating fruit, contemplating why I haven't spent time inside better than just eating fruit and playing video games. <laughs> uh, something we all do. Uh, a tale as old as time (laughs) oh god Uh, play any good video games lately let's see play any video games Civ 6 Dead by Daylight very nice we gotta play uh, that again sometime we do we really do there's a new killer coming out Oh, oh who is it it's like a hunchback who like bounces off of walls and like injects people with needles or something so disney's the hunchback of notre dame then yeah i I, scale scale version of the hunchback of notre dame (laughs) i remember that motherfucker bouncing off walls yeah talking to gargoyles it'll be a fun time yeah oh can you imagine like gargoyles the 90s cartoon gargoyles like goliath as as voiced by keith david imagine him showing up in dead by daylight and not even like made to look all not even made to look all grimy and like as though he would exist within the world just Just straight up like a cell shaded version of that character (laughs) transposed into that world and he can like make replicas of himself in stone form but he can also turn stone himself so you don't know and he could like pop out of any of his stone copies see i'm already thinking of the possibilities million dollar idea right here so you're like is that just a stone version or is he is he in that one where's he gonna come out of no one knows listeners if you're listening to us rant dead by daylight is a video game where you play teenagers trying to fix generators while a killer roams around and hangs you on hooks i mean fixing generators is what teenagers do these days i'm told (laughs) fix the generators and escape the trial (laughs) Uh, that and something about like 
Fortnite dances. I don't know. Yeah. You know what they're not doing? Listening to this <laughs> because they weren't alive when this was on TV. No, 24 years ago now. Uh, speaking of video games and 24 years ago, today I played a little bit of the Beast Wars video game from the original PlayStation. <laughs> and you were pleasantly blown away. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I sent you some audio of it earlier. The audio was the best part, was it not? Absolutely. Uh, it's funny because, like, the, the intro to the game kind of recreate Like, it uses scenes from the intro to the show, but it doesn't have any of the same voice actors. It has the really shitty sound-alikes. Like, listeners, <laughs> like, you, you think our impressions of the characters from this show are terrible? You gotta hear the the audio from this fucking game. And, like, I'll probably edit it into this show. Into this episode. So, it might yeah. even it might even what's end up game? being the intro. Wow, what's, what's the game called? Uh, it's just Beast Wars. Oh, so it's just Beast Wars for the PlayStation. Yeah, Beast Wars for the, the PlayStation. Um, yeah, Christopher sent me an audio clip of the intro. And it sounds like two dudes that have watched Beast Wars less than us. <laughs> Doing Beasties impressions? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the the game like the gameplay is absolutely atrocious. And it's also like like you can play as either the Maximals or Predacons, and you can choose from either team. You can choose from one of four characters. Which I find is weird. Megatron on the list? He is, yes. But I find it weird because, like, each team has, at the beginning of the show, has five members. Hey, man, they only had enough budget to have four <laughs> selectable on each side. And so who gets excluded from the Maximal team is Rattrap, and who gets excluded from the uh, Predacon team is Pterosaur. I was going to guess Pterosaur. Yeah. But... Or no, actually, no. So the Predacon team, Pterosaur and Waspinator are left off. The They're replaced with another flyer, Inferno, who we'll meet later in the in Season 1. Hmm. But funny enough, like, none of the characters that are playable in this game who are flyers in the show, like Inferno and Optimus Primal, they can't fly in the game. Though, what, what is this, like, the next Assassin's Creed? You want them flying now? <laughs> and you can transform at will, which is kind of fun, but it's a slow process. And when you're in beast form, well, and transforming is necessary because, like, much like in the show, like, you, you have an Energon meter, essentially. And if you're exposed to Energon for too long, you start shorting out and your health starts draining. Ooh. So you... During that time, you have to transform back to, to beast form. But you can't do anything in beast form. You can't attack in any way. Like, you can't even melee attack. Weird. And, like, the the missions are, like, if you're playing a... Like, if you're playing as the Predacons, like, one of the missions will be, like, infiltrate Rhinox's Energon refinement facility at night. And it's like, Rhinox doesn't have a fucking Energon refinement facility. <laughs> like, what Weird. even? Yeah, it's... It, it's a very ill-advised game. It might, it might oh. actually, it might actually be something that I talk about. It there was another uh, Beast Wars uh, video game as well called Beast Wars Transmetals, which I haven't played, but I'm gonna try and track down on our like 25th anniversary end of podcast extravaganza next year. I might uh, actually talk about these games at great length. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, You're falling on the sword for us all, good sir. Oh, yes. Speaking of falling on the sword, smooth segue. Uh, this week, we are covering the fourth episode in production order, Equal Measures, which, bewilderingly enough, is also the fourth episode in U.S. broadcast order. So they actually correlate there. But, just to throw like a little kink into all of this, it was the third episode that aired in Canadian broadcast order. <laughs> Mm. so like we 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 just these things just all can't agree with one another uh one thing i can agree on is that the animation team definitely got better at making animal expressions <laughs> yeah yeah those are there are some definitely some animated faces in this episode a lot of great faces a lot of very surprised cheetah faces a lot of very perplexing Optimus gorilla faces. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, well, you did speculate on a previous episode of the podcast that they chose a gorilla form for Optimus just so they could make his beast form face that much more expressive. And this episode proves it because, wow, does he have some faces. <laughs> <laughs> so we open to an aerial shot panning around a mountain uh, and there's some kind of lightning storm going on. And speaking of Optimus, we pan down and get a glimpse of Optimus uh, scoping out this storm. And he radios the maximal base and is like, Optimus to command center, scrub the mission. Looks like one extremely ill wind is blowing our way. I like how he said that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, team, we got an extremely ill wind coming our way. <laughs> But he doesn't get a response, so he's like, he repeats himself and is like, Command Center, do you read? So they, clearly the storm is blocking his transmission. Yeah, I think Rattrap was on the terminal and he's like, I can't hear nothing but static. Yeah, so we, we cut back to the Axelon. Rhinox is like, any word from Optimus? And Rattrap's just like, man, not a flicker. This storm's jamming up our comms. Worse than usual, and that's saying something. Something rat trappy, yeah. Yeah, something rat trap like. So They're also like working on some like items. Yeah, so uh, Rhinox is working on these things that kind of look like antennas. We're there's a bunch of them. It's like a dozen or something. Yeah, they're like whole... little discs, but they expand into these like big spear antennas. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're hockey pucks that turn into these big like antennas that are. Kind of, sort of, somewhat reminiscent of, like, the antenna that Doc Brown hooked, <laughs> yeah, up, exactly. hooked up to the to the DeLorean time vehicle in the original Back to the Future, back in the 1955 timeline. I can't even really tell you what they do, even though I just watched the episode. Is it something about monitoring the Predacons? Or is it something about, like, monitoring Energon? Uh, so, so the point of these devices was to create a long-range communications network that would be free of Energon interference. So ah, if they set so up... the communication satellite relay, kind of. So I mean, they... um, yeah. Yeah, so if they, they set up all of these relays along the span of distance going in one... Interestingly enough, going in one direction... Just like, it's like, okay, like the, these things will work fine if you're, you know, just going that way and only that way. <laughs> yeah, that explains, that explains that. 
thought uh, they were supposed to like measure weather at first, and that's why they needed to get them out before the storm. I don't understand why, man. Cheetor, just like stop, dude. Listen to Optimus for once. <laughs> what a scamp! What a scamp! He gets away with too much. This episode also, we we also find out that in addition to doing this, Cheetor is working on building a bomb to blow yeah, up the Predacon so base. In this, we get a glimpse at a lot more uh, Predacons and Maximals, like actually doing like work. <laughs> so he is actually like the not the unpaid intern. The um, <laughs> what did you say? He was like a student on his practicum. On his practicum, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I did the bomb, except it, like, kind of short circuits, and... Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, hey, it's a cross... It's just only a crossed quasar circuit. Yeah, duh. <laughs> and he drops it, and Dinobot, in his, like, r like rage of Cheetor's incompetence, grabs Cheetor, like, by the neck and lifts him up, and, like, Homer Simpson, like, strangles him. Like, you stupid kid. Meanwhile, the bomb so, is, like, rolling. Yeah, so the, so the bomb, like, shorts <laughs> out and falls onto the floor and starts rolling toward the uh, their, like, elevator little, their little elevator hatch thingy, which is just open for some reason. For, for bombs to roll down. <laughs> and everyone's all like, ah, it's gonna blow. But then... We grab it, and then it falls down the hole, and they but, kind of, like, cover up expecting an explosion yeah and then all of a sudden uh the elevator rises and there's optimus in beast form apparently having caught the bomb and he's just like <laughs> casually like tossing it up and down like a fucking baseball <laughs> and he's like yeah ran into some problems like, yeah he's way too nice to these guys sometimes just saying yeah cheetor is just like he's just like hey a big bot had some problems with the bomb but we can totally fix it. And Optimus is like, basically, he's like, no, we're scrubbing the mission. Uh, that storm will hit us within the hour. I'm curious what they wanted to do with the bomb. Yeah, it's, I, I've now watched this episode. Really I have now watched this episode three times in the past week, and I still don't really get it. Y they, they just have the bomb. Yeah, the the, the, the the relay some mission somehow also has to do with the bomb. They only seem to really relate to one another because the plot ends up calling for it as the episode goes on. It's like they knew what they wanted to happen and worked back backwards. <laughs> exactly. From there. Which, as anyone knows, is how you do good storytelling. Oh, yes. Optimus is like, the storm's a problem. We, we got to scrub the mission for now. And Cheetor is just like, no, let's not do that. Optimus is like, no, no, like the the, mi the mission's done. Like that storm's going to hit us within an hour. And Cheetor is like, an hour? I could outrun that storm. I I'm a fast cat, blah, blah, blah. I'd be back. And then, be and then Optimus. Before something. Yeah, yeah. Just Cheetor bullshit. Cheetor bullshit. Uh, 90s teenager bullshit, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, if you watched this when you were like 10, 11, 12, you probably liked Cheetor the most. Probably, unless you were, I remember, unless I you remember were me, liking him the most. I, I was all about Dinobot and Megatron. I was all about like Cheetor and pretty much that's it. No, when I when I was young, my I think I, I disliked Rat Trap when I was younger because my brother, my brother's favorite character was Rat Trap. And he's uh, a sociopath, so by and... proxy, I, I had to not like Rat Trap. 
And clearly that hasn't changed much. God, yes, much worse. <laughs> but no, no, last episode, last episode I was like, I tipped my hat to Rat Trap. I didn't even say I hate him. <laughs> and he has like five lines in this one, so it's hard to hate him when he doesn't do anything. That's fair. Yeah, so Optimus is like, no, we're not doing this. We're, we're postponing this mission now. Cheetor, just out of nowhere, is like, I'm not just some little kid, you know. I can do this. Try having some faith in me for once. And Optimus, he says he utters the douchey thing he's ever said. It is, but I also like it because it's me too. Kind of true, especially like given that out of nowhere, Cheetor was like, "Try having some faith in me for once, Dad." (laughs) (laughs) So Optimus, what does he say exactly? Optimus says, "As much as you'd prefer to think so, Cheetor, this isn't about you." Sometimes that's what you need to hear. And, it, and he's like, I hate you, Dad. I'm going to my room to kill myself. And he, like, beast forms and, like, runs down the hall. And and straight up goes to his room. <laughs> like a fucking kid. And he's just, like, he there. To his room. He's just, like, there, like, chilling out on his bed in beast form. There's, like, posters on the wall of Matchbox 20 and <laughs> Linkin Park. Uh, Pamela Anderson poster, you know? Yeah, a tasteful one with her in a red bathing suit. <laughs> so, oh, uh, right. Dinobot, like, yeah, comes yeah. to visit him. <laughs> yeah, so Dinobot shows up. He's like, come in. <laughs> He's like, come in. Come to chew my tail for fritzing that bomb. And Dinobot's just like, no, I'm quite confident you could fix it. Just like I'm confident you could beat the storm and plant those relay posts. And Cheetor's like, yeah, yeah well, you're the only He's one who manipulative. He is. He's like, well, you're the only one that thinks so. And he's like, oh, nobody else could do this. You're the only one who could do it. He's really like fucking stroking his ego. And he's like, nobody's as fast as you. Yeah. And and he's he's like, like, he's like, like, you could be out and back in no time. He's like, do not mind Optimus. To him, you are a mere child. Incapable. (laughs) It's, it's so, I, I actually like. Kind of capable of. I actually kind of yeah. hated this scene, to be honest, because it's just so blatantly like manipulative to like almost very gross le- to like gross levels. Yeah, that's he's manipulative multiple ways this episode, Dinobot. Yeah. And he's like, you could probably go out and do it and be back without anybody noticing. And he's and like, Cheetor, oh, and Cheetor is just like what and he pupils like completely dilate and his mouth just like drops open (laughs) and he's like but i can't optimus said i'm not allowed and he's like why don't you do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) what what um so he does and so something died he's like thanks uncle you're way cooler than my dad and he runs (laughs) off well, it's something Dinobot says in this scene that I kind of want to draw attention to that I never picked up on, that I never really thought about when I was younger, but watching it earlier, I was like, lol. Dinobot's like, you have mapped every Energon deposit within 500 meters. Yeah. Think about that for a second. 500 meters. One half of a kilometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has mapped Energon deposits within like a fucking 10 minute walk at a leisurely pace <laughs> around the base in et- all around the base. <laughs> and they've been there how long? A week? A month? Six Who months? Who- it's hard to say. <laughs> Who knows? There's no real concept of time in this 500 show. meters. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I'm like, but it's, it's Cheetor. He could have done that in an afternoon. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like he spent like you know five minutes just running around the base, and then it shows him running in beast form later, much farther than half a half a kilometer away from base. So I'm like, what? Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, good catch. Five hundred meters. Yeah, if Dinobot had said five hundred kilometers, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. But so like, it shows him running out in the like the canyons near them. Yeah, so he much farther than five hundred kilometers. So he's dashing around. Storms going on. Uh, he transforms. He pulls out one of his like little hockey pucks that just like mysteriously grows into one of these signal relays. Grows into like a yeah a relay, but then he holds it above his head, and then a spike comes out the end like a spear, and he slams it into the ground. Yeah, so he transforms again, goes to take off, lightning strikes right by his feet, and he falls over. Oh, yeah. And is all like, was that supposed to scare me? And then... Yeah, he yells up at God, (laughs) taunting him. (laughs) (laughs) And then another, he starts to get up, and then another lightning bolt strikes him, and he just shakes his head, and he's like, yup, and then bolts away. That's right, he's struck by lightning twice, and he's and he's only put in one relay. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, go home. It's like, maybe this wasn't tomorrow. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. So, oh, he doesn't think that at all. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, maybe that's what he should be thinking is, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, one would think after being struck by lightning that they'd call it a day. Uh, I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> I, I was about to say, actually, as someone who was struck by lightning, I did try to go to work afterwards. <laughs> Uh, so, a little bit of a quick tangent. Back in uh, 2007, I was... It was a Sunday, from what I recall. I was supposed to be going to work at the, the video store that I was working at at the time, a movie gallery. Uh, and my mom had given me a ride. Uh, but we had stopped at a 7-Eleven, which was pretty much, like, diagonally across the street from where I worked. So I was coming out of the 7-Eleven... Uh, walking toward her car and, and holding an umbrella over your head. <laughs> no, no, I did have a lot of metal on me, though. I was at the time I was wearing like a lot of chains and shit like that. As as mid two thousands, Christopher was wont to do. Absolutely. Uh, so I was walking toward the car, and then all of a sudden, uh, my vision just went completely blood red, and I you bla- actually saw red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the it was the weird it was the weirdest thing like just everything went red and then I woke up and then I blacked out and then woke up uh, and I was just on the ground and apparently what had happened was I wasn't actually struck directly what had happened was the car was struck by lightning and because oh. I was standing right beside it I suffered what the uh, doctors of the hospital referred to as secondary electrocution huh. Yeah. So after I came to, uh, I tried to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> tried to go to work okay. anyway. I tried to go to work anyway. Uh, my mom called nine one one, and I started getting like really like I had no energy, but I was still like getting like really aggro with the the paramedics to the point that I had to be restrained because apparently <laughs> like my body was compensating by pumping like massive amounts of adrenaline which was kind of which apparently was what was making me like really aggro huh yeah kind of like uh super like fight or flight mode yeah exactly uh yes might do that (laughs) so that that's my experience with lightning 
So in your experience, that is why Cheetor is super pumped to continue the mission. <laughs> exactly. And it's probably, his robot adrenaline is probably why he clears that, like, 100 meter gap over, like, an Energon, like, canyon. Yeah, so, he, so after this. he decides to try and jump this massive chasm. Oh, he calculates it beforehand with his, like, cheetah robot eye. It, like, zooms in, shows an aerial view, the path of, like, the, the shortest jump distance. So mm -hmm. he actually, like, robot calculates it. Yeah beforehand he's not just winging it yeah and so he <laughs> he he leaps over this chasm and makes it like halfway and then oh all... my god i forgot about that <laughs> he makes it about halfway and then all of a sudden just like stops midair and does this like comical like flail with his cheetah he does limps. the wily yeah he does like the wily coyote like yelp and he does a flail as he not quite making it and he falls like straight down, and I'm he, like, That's he falls, a comical way to die. He falls straight down, but then the camera pans forward, and even though he only made it about halfway across this chasm through his leap, he apparently, when he was falling, was still able to <laughs> grab the cliff on the other side. So he's hanging on for dear life with his paw. I'm super curious about that too. I was like, I swear he was like halfway over that when he fell. But then when the camera sweeps, he like is all of a sudden like a hundred meters closer to where the camera saw him go down. And he's like hanging on the cliff with his like cat paws. That's some wily e. coyote shenanigans. Uh, it's just Cheetor and his magic 500 meters, you know? <laughs> yeah. 500 meters, kilometer, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. So he pulls himself up, transforms, he grabs out another hockey puck. Oh, he slams this one in, but then he's it's struck by lightning, and, like, the earth opens up in these, like, glowing veins, and he's like, Energon deposit! No, I, th I think he pulls it out, and then, like, lightning strikes the ground near him, and he falls and throws it into the air, and it, like, does a bunch of flips, and oh land, my god, you're right, yeah. And lands in a completely different spot and just starts splitting the ground up. And it's glowing, yeah. And it's I glowing, forgot. and he's lying on the ground, and he's all like, Energon, and it's gonna blow! Which is odd, because it, it doesn't blow. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and just... he's like, and it's gonna blow! Cut to commercial. Very, <laughs> very obvious cut to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back and it rewinds time a bit and it shows him like it flailing through the air it stabs in the ground it's gonna blow but he doesn't run he like goes and tries to pull it out of the ground which isn't working and it doesn't work because it's like short circuiting because of the energon and there's lightning and he get, gets electrocuted and he lets go and he's like oh a tough guy are ya and he kind of like cracks his knuckles or like spits on his palms kind of thing and then he like lifts up his like fists like he's fisty cuffing <laughs> do you remember that like he's yeah, like about yeah. to box yeah like yeah yeah box, he, he box does this like relay. shadow boxing thing <laughs> yeah come on hit me with your best shot and then then he like and, it and then it does and then it does he grabs it but this time harder oh he's gonna get it he's gonna get it and then he's like is he struck by lightning there's an uh, there's a white explosion and he's yeah, gone. Yeah, it uh lightning strikes it and then we hear this like kind of whoosh sound. Yeah. Which is a sound that was actually reused from reboot. 
It's a sound effect that I distinctly remember being in Reboot. So then we cut over to the uh, the Predacon base, and Pterosaur is there at a computer console. Uh, in his in his like little it, pterodactyl it, form. Yeah, in his dainty ass like little pterodactyl form. <laughs> this fucking oh, <laughs> this is the episode that I found something out. Not oh. only is the Predacon base um, much bigger, because remember the Predacon ship was like a warship. Yeah, and the uh, maximal ship is an exploration ship. Yeah, so the size difference is apparent. But I'm like, how come they're all chilling in their uh, their beast form in the Predacon base, but they can chill as, as their um, their robot form in the maximal base? Uh, it's because like the the bottom half of like the ship, it's like lava, like because it's over that like weird like dormant volcano. Yeah. And they don't have the um, Energon suppressors on the ship. So they actually walk around and lounge around in the Predacon ship, mostly in their beast form. Oh, interesting. Am I wrong about that? Because they're using the terminals and stuff. And later, um, when Waspinator hilariously, like, carrying Scorponok, they're both in beast form. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I'm like, oh... They don't have like energon dampeners in their base, so yeah. that's why their pterosaur is like using the the terminal and his like little <laughs> like pterodactyl form. <clears throat> I actually really like pterosaur in this. Uh, so pterosaur is in his dainty ass like fucking pterodactyl form, uh, looking at this uh, computer console, and he's a predacons like hovering pedestals that they use to get around their base yeah they have these like floaty platforms that hover they... carts yeah yeah it's like a hoverboard but for two you know with a handle <laughs> yeah it can fit two people it's got a little handle that i i guess you control it with yeah <laughs> uh but it's just a throttle <laughs> there's not like a joystick or any way to i guess you move it with your weight yeah that makes sense it's like a bicycle almost Sure, why not? A hover hover platform. Anyways, sure. yeah, they, they so fight each other. So so there's uh and Pterosaur is like, Oh, what's this? Maximal activity? But then it disappears. And he's like, uh, should have known Maximals wouldn't be stupid enough to try anything in this storm. Oh yeah, that's right. He's looking at like a little scanner and it has a maximal symbol coming towards the base. Yeah. Which actually tips our hat to what is actually happening to Cheetor later on. Yeah. And so then Cheetor, all so then all like, of a sudden Cheetor just materializes in like Beast. Right form, on a console. Just sitting on the console like it's a chair. He's in his robot form. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Oh yeah, he is just like chilling out on the console. Yeah, he's just straight up like sitting on it with his back like against the monitor. <laughs> yeah so he just teleported and then the first thing he sees is like this like lava pit terrible predacon base with like an ugly pterodactyl right in front of him yeah and he's all like am i dead is this (laughs) is this (laughs) and pterosaur is all like welcome to the dark side yeah he's kind of creepy and scary yeah, the dark side is something that uh, a lot of Beast Wars fans have kind of retroactively uh, named the Predacon ship. Ah. But it's not official. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, sure. I, I like that nickname. 
yeah. the dark side. Because, like, the Maximal ship is the Axelon, and that's... They like, say it, yeah. Yeah, it's said numerous times, but the Predacon ship is never really named, so... Let's call it the dark side. Yeah, so the dark side. So, uh, Terrasaur terrorizes, and then Cheetor <laughs> try is all like, Cheetor, Maxima... Uh, did that already. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. And, um, and so they start shooting at one another, and Pterosaur is, like, straight up going gangsta style with his pistol, like, wielding it sideways, just, like, trying to bust a cap in Cheetor's maximal ass. Yeah, when you're fighting up close like that, you just gotta turn it sideways, yo. Yeah, you None just gotta... None of them use guns like how you're supposed to use guns. <laughs> I mean, I'm no expert, but... You know, if if Pterosaur had eye lasers in this situation... <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised he so, doesn't. Me too, actually. So, and then they have this like a very like sci-fi like moment where Cheetor jumps on one of the hover platforms that the Predacons use to navigate their base. We and they have like this like okay, yeah, so cool. We're gonna see these things a lot. We're we're gonna need to come up with a name for these things. What about the uh... hoverboard, hover cart? Terror board, Preda board. I feel like that's close, but we're not there yet. <laughs> close. Okay, we'll think about that. Okay, we'll 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 wait for it to to just like when it happens, it'll happen organically. Terror board. So we'll find a better name. <laughs> Anyways, they have a duel. We'll get there. Yeah, they have a duel, and... Uh, so Cheetor ends up on one of these, like, hover platform things. They're shooting at one another, kind of just flying around. Scorpionok and Waspinator show up. Do they show up before ter does Pterosaur get teleported first? Oh, yes, 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 he does. Yeah, so he gets... His platform gets shot by Cheetor. He kind of spirals and falls against... Like a, a and, and just lands like ass first, like right onto this console and monitor, and then he teleports away. He teleports away, and Cheetor doesn't seem surprised. He's like, "Adios." <laughs> and that's when um, the image of, or rather, the sound of Waspinator comes, and Waspinator's just in his beast form, carrying Scorpionok in his <laughs> beast form. <laughs> You know that that that's how the relationship between wasps and arachnids work. Yeah, they they help each other out. They, you know, the the wasps uh, carry the scorpions around, and then the scorpions kill what the wasps need killed. <laughs> wasps do not need any help killing things. Uh, anyways, <laughs> and then they both terrorize. Yep. Oh, what a joy Cheetor being on the Predacon ship brings me. Like it's yeah. so comical. <laughs> <laughs> Why is also, that? we learn, we learn, it's just this, like, comical, like, the two idiots, like, Waspinator and Scorponok find, like, Cheetor, and Cheetor's not bright, but he's, like, the peppy kind of, like, teenage character. Yeah. And they have him outgunned at first, and I can't remember, he says something really corny, like, when they shoot a hole in a vent, he's yeah. like, that's my way out. Do you remember oh, what he says? He, he says, thanks for the exit. Yeah. He's got a lot of good lines yeah. in this. And so, so he so he, he jumps, jumps he jumps into the vent, vent uh in beast form. Uh and he's running through the vent. Waspinator oh. starts just shooting through the vent behind oh, Cheetor. Yeah, but specifically behind him. Odd that they were so evenly paced behind him. Before that, I forgot. Uh Cheetor defeats Terrasaur 
in a peculiar way. They're fighting. Yeah. He can't really beat him in robot form. He changes into beast mode. He jumps at him, like in his as right, a cheetah. Right, because pterosaur, him off the... pterosaur is all like, I heard you are fast, kitty. You don't seem so swift to me. Yeah. And he's all like, well, I'll just wait till I get in shape. Beast mode. Yeah, beast mode. And then he like cheated. He like, like cheated pushes him <laughs> off the hoverboard and onto the console. And that's how he beats him. And then he transforms back into his maximal robot form to, to fight the other two. And I, I found that interesting. The maximals seem to embrace their like beast mode a little bit more than the Predacons I've noticed. Yeah. And uh, that is actually something that will get explored more in a later episode uh one episode in particular i just wanted to bring bring that little tidbit up before we continued it's an episode i'm kind of eager to revisit as an adult because it was one that i did not like as a kid (laughs) so i'm kind of curious as to what i'll think of it now but Hmm. uh, double down on the hate (laughs) um (laughs) perhaps so yeah cheetor was an event yeah, Cheetor is an event. Waspinator, Waspinator like, is behind him. Yeah. Is shooting his stinger missiles into uh, the vent. Scorpionok shoots a missile. Shoots a missile uh, in Before front he of Cheetor. Missile, he like uses predator vision and can like X-ray vision or something, and he sees Cheetor running through the vents. So I'm like, oh, cool. The uh, and so he shoots. He's got beta vision. <laughs> And so he shoots a missile into the vent in front of Cheetor, and the missile starts going toward Cheetor, and Cheetor is stuck in kind of a rock and a hard place situation where. Can, uh, can I talk about Scorpionok's missile for like ten seconds? Oh, again, absolutely. his missiles By are all weird. Means. So he's <laughs> Scorpionok and Waspinator are not in the vents; they're underneath, like listening and trying to shoot him. Right? Yeah. He shoots a missile up. It blasts through into the vent, stops, turns sideways, kind of looks around, and sees Cheetor and then speeds <laughs> off towards it. I'm so perplexed by this guy's missiles, like, every two episodes. So does that mean he can control it? Or do they have, like, little, like, miniature, like, some sort of homing, comical, like, cartoon homing system? Maybe it's like a Nikita missile in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he has like a HUD in front of him, and he's kind of controlling it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. so it's like you press the button to launch the missile, and then you have to hold the triangle button, and then you'll go into a point of view shot and see what things from the missile cam. Mm. And if you let it go straight, it starts to speed up. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I'm good. let's go with that. Because it does. It goes up. It completely stops, despite the fact that it has a little jet. They're self-propelled missiles uh, yeah. for the listeners. But they, they obviously watched it with us, because no sane person wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> and I just like the dialogue. I could don't care for the show. Um, uh, I know of at least a couple of people who are listening to this podcast simply because they like me. Well, good. 
tell your friends. <laughs> um, and th- that's not a knock against you. It's just like these are people that just know me and not yeah. both of us. Like who's this other guy? <laughs> and so like they're specifically just listening to the podcast, like just to support me. Okay, well, but not actually guys... knowing anything about Beast Wars. You two guys, there's a missile and it's self-propelled. It's got a little like few like exhaust behind it. I think it they're girls. They're girls, actually. Oh well, you two folks. There we go. Yeah, guys is guys is supposed to not be unisex anymore, right? I, I don't know. Anyways, you two, the missile. You two humans. You two hu. Hey, we don't we don't know that. <laughs> friends of Christopher. You two friends of Christopher. The missile stops. Like th- this whole episode is very wily e. coyote, and it like <laughs> turns sideways, looks around, sees Cheetor, and then speeds down the vent. Spoilers then, for the end, but I actually don't like this episode that much. <laughs> I did when I was a kid, but watching it now, I'm like, eh. <laughs> and like you said, he he looks behind him and he sees like Waspinator's little like hornet bullet things coming through behind him, and he sees the missile in front of him. I can't remember. He says something Cheetor like. Yes. You remember what he says? Uh, not at the moment. No. Says something like, oh man, it looks like I gotta choose between being shredded or being roasted or something like that. Being shredded or being predded. <laughs> shredded or predded. <laughs> that should be. That's gonna be my slogan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shredded or predded. Oh man. <laughs> Until I find a better one. <laughs> and so what does he end up doing? Oh, he he looks at the missile and he's like, well, no. He looks behind him and he's like, I'll take a ch- chance with Waspinator's like bad aim. And he like tries to time it and by jumping in between Waspinator's shots, he gets hurt a little bit, keeps running, sees like a big ventilation fan. Yeah, he he leaps over he successfully leaps over one of Waspinator's uh stinger bullets and transforms in the process in yet another er, another shot that is in the intro. Oh. The ex- I don't think it's in the American the shortened American intro, but it's definitely in the extended Canadian intro. So yeah, he, he transformed just so he could slam into this giant fan. Yeah. Does he have more HP in his robot form? Probably. <laughs> he is bigger. <laughs> and then comically, like one of his like little pointy like Cheetor eyebrow helmet things kind of like like slinks off to the side. He's like, oh man. So uh when he jumps over one of the Waspinator's stinger bullets, uh one of the stinger bullet the the missile that he was fleeing from is still coming toward him. And one of the Waspinator stinger bullets hits the missile and it explodes and it sends him flying, hurling forward and shoots him out of the vent. And then he he lands on, I think he lands on another one of these like hover platform thingies. No, he, he lands in like a separate part of the ship where there's like a terminal. Oh, he just kind of, yeah, he kind of just, it's like a circular room. Hmm. And it's circular for a reason. Remember, folks, think of funny scenes and then write backwards. <laughs> Just remember the missile? Yeah, we'll come to that part later. I think that's when it, like, commercial breaks. And when we come back, we come back to 
the maximal ship yes maybe? uh pterosaur shows up at the maximal ship uh having been transported and he oh that's right yeah, yeah and nobody's in the control room no one no one's on the bridge of the axelon and pterosaur is just like looking around he's like well, well where'd he go where'd i go <laughs> Which was a yeah, lot during this episode. Yeah, it was a lot. Like it, it's such a stupid line. But, like it, it made me laugh so much earlier. Where'd he go? Where'd I go? <laughs> I I hope he's more the comic relief like that in future episodes. Because I I enjoyed him in this uh, this episode. I enjoy Terrorsaur in general. <laughs> and so he is greeted by Dinobot, who is in beast form. He is like, I think he says something along the lines of, Welcome to enemy lines, my former comrade. Yeah, and, he, and Pterosaur is like, I don't know, calls him like a traitor or something like that. Yeah. yeah welcome to enemy lines, former comrade. Yeah. Because Dinobot is, as we have learned, communist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so dinobot tra- oh right yeah they they kind of like begin he trans he maximizes yeah and they they go to fight but like they don't fight with their weapons like dinobot like manhand he's much bigger than pterosaur just like grabs wraps his like hand feet like around like pterosaur's puny like little skull and neck this actually reminds me there was a shot earlier where uh optimus expressed hesitation over um detonating a bomb near the predacon base because it could ignite nearby energon deposits and oh did he say that earlier he did yeah and i'm just remembering that now uh but there was a a shot where dinobot is in robot form and and this was way earlier in the episode but he was holding the bomb and it's a really cool shot where he's like walking toward Optimus and he has like his shoulders out and like he's got these like really big like massive like he almost human looking biceps and <laughs> and he's just like and what does it matter if we blow a little energon maybe it'll take a few predacons with it that is the goal is it not oh right the little yeah and it it, it was a cool shot of like dinobot like kind of just like marching toward optimus and then optimus is like is like uh defeating them doesn't mean we have to annihilate them you seem to have trouble understanding that And, and that's the fundamental like it finally explains how optimus kind of like views things and views life in general which explains his kind of like compassion in prior episodes yeah and dinobot is like we are at war optimus war if the situations were reversed megatron would spare the base and annihilate us which i'm like when he said that i'm like yeah honest like in this kind of situation that that seems like the smarter thing to do <laughs> it's like yeah. destroy your enemies and then steal their technology and see what you can do with it <laughs> and it feels like the axelon is like close closer to being space ready than the dark side <laughs> it is yeah which is a thing that will come up in a future Ooh. episode but yeah so, so going back Oh yeah, um, Pterosaur is being manhandled by Dinobot, and 
I think it's Dinobot is the one that stops them like fighting, and he's like, "Wait a second. because Dinobot is like, like he he saw, I think so, did he? Yeah, he saw a pterosaur. He was in the chamber when pterosaur like teleported in, or he just walked in. I'm not quite sure he did. And he's like, He's like, could it be some sort of miracle of the storm, the Energon, and technology have all conspired <laughs> together to create a transporter? Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then Pterosaur is just like, a transporter? Oh yeah, so that's how that kid cat ended up in our base. And, and then... he says it in this way, that's just like... Oh, yes! So that's how that kid cat ended up in our base. It's like, you can just imagine him, like, bonking his forehead right as he says that. He's like, of course! Oh, yeah! It all Um, makes sense now. (laughs) And also revealing, like, Dinobot is very good at getting information and manipulating people. And so basically, Dinobot now has found out that during this storm, they can use their um, command-like consoles to teleport objects and people from the yeah. Maximal base to the Predacon base and vice there's, versa. There's actually a scene coming up that I find outrageously hilarious that's kind of on topic with that. So they'll <laughs> like, bring up when uh, we get there. With our with this um teleporting, we can what does Pterosaur say? We can take out the Oh no, wait. How about like a truce? And then it's like, yes, yes, a truce. And then Pterosaur's D- like, Dinobot proposes a truce, a temporary truce. Pterosaur is like, say, we could turn our truce into an alliance. Yeah. And Dinobot's <laughs> like, an alliance? And what would that entail? To what end? <laughs> and then what and, does Pterosaur say? Oh, and, we could take out the Maximals and then rule the Predacons? With, with yeah yeah he's like we could over with this technology basically we could overthrow megatron and take out these like losers that you joined <laughs> and then rule yeah. the predacons with two iron fists and then they both have this cheesy damn smile and they like an 80s action movie they both raise their fist and they lock fists, and there's like this the like, camera elect- zooms in on just their fist and there's like and this electrical like, robot discharge <laughs> they oh yeah they robot fist bump and then there's like an electrical discharge and then pterosaur is like nothing can stop us but pterosaur just wants friends man he does but like so okay so there are five predacons total you get rid of megatron there's four yeah you include pterosaur there's three <laughs> like you really want to rule the quote-unquote predacons a group of three people <laughs> with dinobot with Dino- so be, like is Terras- that is that really something to aspire to it'd be pterosaur and dinobot ruling uh scorpionok and waspinator <laughs> and tarantulas who's not oh, gonna and- listen to them anyway uh, he's not even in this damn episode. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, he's in, as we'll find out soon, he's probably in his lair. Yeah. Um, creepy bastard. <laughs> um, so anyways, man, yes, team up with the traitor, Pterosaur. <laughs> That's why I'm like, he he just he just wants a friend. He has no friends. Who, who are his options? Like, Tarantulas is like, 
intellectually like way out of his league and just creepy like he's tarantulas is creepy and like and evil and like smart and just gross (laughs) waspinator's an idiot scorponok is an idiot he wants a friend (sighs) and he's like oh right traitor i suppose i can trust you to be my ally so yeah that in my mind i'm just like oh pterosaur just wants a friend I forgot to mention, uh, when Cheetor fucks off into the vent and the whole explosion happens, Scorponok is like, oh, oh, yeah, he went into the vent. You, you'd you better report this to Megatron. Yeah, and... And, and um, Waspinator is like, you're second in command. And yeah. Scorponok is like, so make it an order. Yeah, and he's, he's like, oh, report this to Megatron. <laughs> You're second in command. And he has a surprised like look on his face and he's like, Yeah, so that's an order. <laughs> yeah, I, I that popped up into my head too when we were talking about this bit, and I was like, Oh man. Oh, I missed my chance to do the only Scorponok line in this. No, he has another one right before shot by himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get out of the way get out of the way, you <laughs> Get out of the way, dumbass! Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so, what are we? Oh, oh fuck, oh, where were we? Dinobot. <laughs> Dinobot is like, Justin is like, raptor form, his beast mode. Like, walking around nonchalantly in the maximal base with Pterosaur. Uh, in these little, in these his... little, in these little, like, almost like Jeffrey's tube type things. Uh, so, Star Trek term. Uh, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know that, but, like, Jeffrey's tubes are, like, these little kind of, like, crawl space hatches in the ship, basically, that are designed pretty much for maintenance. And that's kind of what this looks like. So, Dinobot's walking around in beast form, and Pterosaur is hopping. <laughs> he's hopping. Like, he's in. He's it also in his so beast funny. form. And he's just, like, hopping awkwardly. <laughs> Poor awkward pterosaur. <laughs> and, and, you can tell and, the and, animators and, didn't really know how to like make it look cool. And Dinobot is just like, so you just activated the console and then the transportation happened. And Pterosaur is just like and they they come to this like circular like bubble hatch that kind of looks like the um one of the like belly guns of like a World War II bomber. Yeah, I think it's like a, a trash jettison pod. Yeah, yeah. So so they get to this thing and Pterosaur is just like, "Yep, I just uh press the button and <laughs> that's all there is. Nothing to you it." Got it, boss. Nothing to it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and Dinobot's just like, excellent. Now that I know how to replicate the transportation procedure, I don't need you anymore. And so he like kicks him into this like bubble hatch thing. He raptor kicks this poor like pterodactyl <laughs> and his like wings crumple and he's like, ah, what are you doing? And he like kicks him into yeah, this like kick, little kicks him like, He like boots him a couple more times to like shove yeah, him in there. Him, like shoves him in there like a piece of filthy trash and then like a hatch closes <laughs> over him and there's a little window pawing at the window and he's like what are you doing we were allies <laughs> and dinobot is like in case you have not noticed terror so her 
I am not a team player. <laughs> and then he pulls the switch, and Pterosaur's just like, no, and then gets sucked out, and then comically, like, launched out of the ship. Yeah, he gets comically launched out, like it's a jettison chamber, I, I guess. And he flies not too far, you know, like, I don't know, 30 feet in an arc and then just, like, hits the ground with a thud and you hear him go, eh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, he just, like, falls suddenly and it's like, thump. <laughs> the, the best part is, like, he could fly. Yeah. He's just shot into the air. Why? <laughs> Maybe he was crumpled in a ball. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is a pterosaur. This is a, an episode with pterosaur highs and pterosaur lows. <laughs> <laughs> like, he saves the day, and he also gets shot out of a garbage chute. <laughs> uh, so we we go back to the ship and then dinobot's walking away and he like kind of oh, yeah, tilt like he, seconds he, later he tilts his head to the camera and like open mouth like smiles <laughs> and like kind of like looks at the camera and like his mouth goes agape there were like he, he just he looks so he just looks so satisfied with himself. with himself in this moment. There are He's multiple just like, times. Yeah. <laughs> there are multiple times when characters wink at the camera in this episode. <laughs> Maybe just Cheetor. I, I I don't know, but yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, or uh, uh, Optimus is there, and he's like, "Dinobot, what's going on? The survey posts were missing, and so is Cheetor." And Dinobot's just like, "Oh." So that's what Cheetor was doing out there. And Optimus is just like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I overheard a Predacon uh, communication about the storm causing a teleportation incident. He was teleported inside the Predacon base. He has surely been destroyed by Megatron. And Optimus is just like, no! Yeah, he's like a little bit scary. Yeah, he just immediately like rages right there. And then Dinobot like capitalizes on this by being like Megatron, I can't quite remember, but it's like Megatron isn't like you. He would have surely destroyed our our friend. But now that we know that we can teleport things to the Predacon ship. And then he like mentions the, the uh, teleporting the bomb that Cheetor he, was He's fixing. like, he's like, we can destroy the, uh, the Predacon base once and for all. And Optimus is like, how? Yeah. Because he's like assuming that Cheetor is dead based off of Dinobot's word. So yeah. he's kind of like been manipulated by him to doing something Optimus wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So now he's like, how? And that's when they decide to, uh, I think we jump back, it's commercial break, and then we cut back to uh, the Predacon A base, very but... hilarious uh, reaction shot by Optimus when Dinobot proposes beaming the uh, uh, Cheetor's bomb into the Predacon base. 16 or so like minutes in, he's got this like angry ape face. I love it. I sent it. We both sent it to each other. Wait, like... Without even realizing. So for the listeners, I I thought the um uh this image was so hilarious that I decided I was gonna take a screenshot of it, uh, watching it on Tubi, and make it the episode artwork 
for this episode. And right as I was in the middle of doing that, Cal sends me a <laughs> screenshot of that exact same thing being like basically this fucking face. <laughs> and it's a uh, 16 like oh or something like that somewhere around and optimus there, yeah. just looks like more pissed than like and and again remember what i said like the the first episode i bet you they made optimus a gorilla so they could like you have more uh human like facial expressions and boy yeah. boy their expressions in this episode that was great yeah we were both thinking the same thing there so we we're back at the uh, the Predacon base now cheetor and cheetor is hacking he's hacking into the the Predacon console yeah he he's hacking the the predacon internet predacon net predanet predanet it's a work it's a work in progress people uh that's yeah no that's that 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 doesn't work for me (laughs) that's bad actually um that sounds like the actual internet terror terror net there we go there we go Uh, he's hacking into the terror net and he's like Oh, time to... Oh, they've been, like, mapping, like, uh, the Energon vein underneath their base. And he kind of, like... He's like, enhance. Enhance. <laughs> and <laughs> the <laughs> the Energon vein, it... The and he's, like, and he, out. he's basically like, oh, shit, the same Energon vein runs under both bases. An explosion at either base would destroy us all. I gotta yeah. warn Optimus. Make copy. And he just says, make oh, yeah. copy. And then the, the computer ejects this, like, 3.5-inch floppy disk. It, it because, this, because this is fucking 1996, people. <laughs> so even though their future... Man, could they not have, like, put it on, like, like a, a, a memory chip or memory stick? No, it is, like, an exact replica of a 3.5-inch floppy. Like, not even a fucking CD-ROM. No, which existed. <laughs> which which existed even had a giant gold disc earlier. A- anyways. Uh, so he, so he ejects, yeah, so he he ejects this 3.5-inch floppy and pulls it out and is like, I gotta warn Optimus. And all of a sudden, Scorponok is like, There he is! There he is! Stay still, you little slippery bugger! And, or, so, and so, like, so Scarpadoc launches is... a missile at him, and then Cheetor just starts running circles around so, the room. This this is why earlier I was like, no, he's in a circular room. Right, <laughs> right? yes, yes. So he um, starts running circles run. around the room, and Man. then Scorpadoc's missile is chasing Following. him down. <laughs> and, and he does this, a few this laps. Is, this is hilarious. He does. Like you said, he does a few laps, which means he's running just as fast as the missile, <laughs> right? But Scorponok yeah. and Waspinator are blocking the only entrance, but they're just watching. They're just watching the missile chase. Yeah, there's door. even a shot of like anything. that, like like of them just standing there, like watching, and their heads are just tracking Cheetor and the they're, missile. They're both just standing there. Yeah, they're not. Keep in mind that Scorponok, um, he only has these missiles, but like. Waspinator's there too, and Waspinator has eye lasers and a gun. <laughs> just, anyways, Cheetor being Cheetor does like a gymnastic like vault over their shoulders, like his legs like yeah. split apart and everything, and jumps over them, and they just like take it, and then 
Scorponok turns and sees the missile coming, and he like turns to Waspinator, and I can't remember what he's, he's like. Waspinator, get out of the way, idiot! He <laughs> he weirdly like kind of almost like steps in front of Waspinator and puts his arm almost. out in a weird like almost like trying to protect him kind of way, which is strange. But he's it's like he's like strange. get out of the way, you. And then yeah. he gets hit with the missile because of this. <laughs> and they both go flying back. But, <laughs> Jesus. Like, fuck, they need smarter people. Like, it can't <laughs> just be Megatron and Tarantulas. <laughs> like, man. So it's... Okay, so Scorponok, Pterosaur, and Waspinator are like... I hope they have three Stooge bits in future episodes. <laughs> because, my my god, like... The idiocy of those two is like so calm. Cheetor's running around and just like having a blast, like stealing intel from this base. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> Scorponok, just having a blast stealing intel, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I need to give get this info to Optimus, and he like runs off to go find a console. I guess. Well, yeah, back. yeah. He he's heading back to the the console to uh, the main room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, go back to the to the maximal base. Yeah, to teleport or whatever. And so and... we we cut back to the to the Axelon, and oh, right. Dinobot and uh, Optimus are standing there on the bridge, and Dinobots all about to put the bomb onto their communications console. And Optimus is like, wait. And Dinobot does this weird, like, oh, weird, oh, like, pose where he is, like, f- starts flicking his tail in Optimus's face. And Optimus, yeah. like, visibly, like, shoves his tail out of the way. It was, yeah, a, very, so this... it was a very strange, like, visual yeah, gag. So it, it feels like, yeah, it feels kind of like the animators, like... I don't know if they have like a 3D engine or something, but it looks like Dinobot's tail is kind of like semi-rigid at different points and it's glitching around. <laughs> and Optimus like annoyingly like swats it out of his face. Like he looks visibly like, Ugh, like fuck off, dude. It's... And I'm like, oh, so that, that wasn't just like a weird glitchy Dinobot. T- like they... So they, so it's like Dinobot... So it's like they, they rendered this scene in the, the, the Fallout 3 engine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dinobot's yeah, tail is just like flicking all over the place uncontrollably. all over the place uncontrollably <laughs> and like Optimus is annoyed by it dude you know where your tail is going <laughs> get it out of people's faces and so uh, Optimus is like you're sure they'll have time to escape the base before the blast and Dinobot's like uh, they shall have 30 seconds any more than that and they might be able to disarm it and Optimus is like, he rolls his eyes in a very exaggerated fashion and is like, okay, proceed. Make it so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dinobot puts the, the bomb onto the, the console and it teleports away. And then we're back at the uh, the dark side and Cheetor is on another hover platform. And he's like, okay, let's take this kitty home. And so he pulls the... <laughs> the 3.5 inch floppy out and then like flicks it like a badass flicking a cigarette <laughs> yeah in a like 50s movie 
<laughs> Which I'm like, why wouldn't you, oh, yeah, holding the disc, point. just jump onto the console and teleport back and be like, hey guys, I got this disc right here. That's a good point. So what <laughs> ends up happening here? Yeah, good point. Why didn't so, he just jump yeah. on the computer? Anyway, so he flicks. Um, so he so he flicks the the disc like a like a greaser flicks a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then, much to both sides' su surprise, in the Predacon base, a bomb teleports. Yeah. So the so the disc teleports away, disc and it's replaced. Yeah, and it's replaced by the bomb. And then... Uh, and he's like, the... jumping gyros. It's the <laughs> bomb. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. It's and the th bomb! And then who shows up? Megatron and... Uh, we, we cut back to the Axelon. Pterosaur? We, so we cut back to the Axelon, and the disc is on their communications console, and Dynamot's right. like... What is it? And Optimus picks it up, and he's like, a data disc! And he smells it, and he's like, it oh, has Cheetor's scent! He, like, gorilla sniffs it, and he's like, it has Cheetor's scent, and I'm like, what? So he inserts it into the computer, and he's like, play this now! Which I'm like, who is he talking to? The computer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose. Um... So then we go back to the, the Predacon ship, and the bomb is there, and Megatron and Pterosaur show up, and Megatron's like, Pterosaur, disarm it. That's right. And uh, Cheetor is like, there's no time. And Pterosaur is like, he's right, it's anchored down and gonna blow in 20 seconds. And Cheetor's like, uh, I can release the anchors, let me add it. And Megatron's yeah. just like, hmm... And Cheetor is like, come on, you'd rather be vaped? vaped and the bomb is right. count, is counting down and it gets to ten. Nine. Ten seconds, yeah. Eight. And Megatron's like, do it. And so... Also, I just want to say, Megatron's been more supportive of Cheetor. He's kind of like a cooler stepdad. Just, just in this <laughs> moment. <laughs> My just, partner just pointed in the, Just up. in this one moment. Yeah. He's like, as yeah, do it. as stepdads tend to be, they're they're cool <laughs> in like one moment. <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, you're not wrong. But he's like, yeah, do I it. Mean, I mean, and that's then... I mean personally, that's my take on dads. Period. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, he like pushes like violently, like sweeps pterosaur aside. And then he says the line, he's like, come on, remember... He says to the bomb, he's like, come on, remember me, old Bumblefingers? Bumblefingers? And his finger, like, splits off into this, like, cyberpunky, like, mini, very miniature, like, kind of, like, multi-tool thing. And yeah. he uses it to, like, saw it or something, and then cut, like, a wire. Yeah, and that releases the um these like little tripod anchors that have it locked to the console, and we're at like four seconds now. Yeah, and he grabs so it and he throws it, it up, up into in the, the air. air. Pterosaur uh, is right above him, transforms into pterodactyl form, and then grabs it with his little pterodactyl feet and flies it into the air outside of the base, and then throws like it. Batman. And then throws it, <laughs> and the thing explodes, and then catches oh. him in the pro process. Thank so God the ceiling opened up. Yeah. Because I was not aware that the ceiling could open up, or that it was even exposed 
up until just that moment. Because right, I was like, right. well, where, what are they going to do with it? Throw it like 10 feet? But no, the, the ceiling must have like a hatch or something. Although, like tosses it. Although, the floor of the base is lava. Is lava. The, you could the, just throw it down. Could you? Or would that make the volcano erupt? Well, it would just melt the bomb. We don't know that. So it wouldn't <laughs> like it wouldn't explode because like like the detonator itself would just melt. Well, I I don't want to get into like fancy scientific talk or whatever, but remember, lava isn't like like liquidy. It's like molten like rock. Yeah. So yeah. it actually kind of just sit on the top, and it, for a few seconds, and then by then the the timer would have been up, and then it would have it would have blown up. Yeah, that's fair. Just, just saying, just saying. It, it probably just like sit on the top and sizzle for a few seconds, and then blow Catch up. Catch fire, and then explode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, pterodactyl pulls like a like a Batman move from uh, the. La- <laughs> Doesn't he take a bomb out of like the last movie? What happens? Something like that. He oh, and the, the Dark Knight up. rises. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't he like grab the bomb and like fly off in his bat bat jet and like they see the nuke go off and they're like oh so brave he sacrificed himself yeah and then like 30 seconds like later it shows him like fine dining in italy anyways um i actually liked how that movie ended honestly yeah i'm fine with that he's let the let the dude retire let the dude retire with catwoman i actually would have spoilers for an eight-year-old movie folks (laughs) Um, as we, we talk about a 24 year old show on a podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Terrace tosses it up, but he's in caught in the blast and he goes, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does that a lot. <laughs> um, and then we're back in the base and Megatron is like, how to know for you? Cheetor. And he jumps on the And he's like, like sorry. Today. <laughs> sorry, this cat's got a scat. And he transforms and jumps onto the and jumps onto the uh the communications panel and teleports away and Megatron like shoots it and destroys oh, it. Oh yeah, he he shoots it with his like robot purple laser, destroys the another console. They've got a lot to destroy apparently and then um, which like her- they they are crashed like they are marooned on a primitive alien planet with no technology or refined resources to speak of you'd think they wouldn't want to trash their electronics because like they're they, not going to be able to fix them they trash a lot of their own base trying to get cheetor <laughs> at least two consoles in this so, um, and I didn't oh, get this, sorry. but like we we go from here, we see Cheetor well, traveling. Don't, don't forget, we don't forget. Um, comically, um, Megatron's like Ugh, after uh, Cheetor like teleports away on the console, and then Pterosaur's like crispy limp body <laughs> right. slams onto the console. And he's like ah slag, ah slag, and then like passes out. And so after we see saving everyone. And so we see uh, Terrasaur on his way back to, like, via this, like, Energon lightning. Oh, Cheetor. Cheetor, yes, yes. Uh, On his way back to the Maximal Base through this, like, transportation network. Running Uh, the Energon circuits. Yeah, but for some reason, this time, he's blowing up the relays on his way back. Oh, is that what that's what that was happening that's what was going on there like 
as he was on traveling back to the the maximal base uh right. him like moving through the the energon uh network or whatever uh was destroying <laughs> the the relays oh and so it's like implying implying that they can no longer do this teleporty trick again. yeah but it's like why why now why yeah why now did it have a limited number of teleports? Is it because the communications console and the Predacon base was destroyed? Maybe? Is it because Maybe? the storm was over? Maybe? Is it because Cheetor became Lawnmower Man and psychically he <laughs> knew that this technology was too strong for either side and blew them up as he was returning back to base? Maybe? Is it is it because Batman took Bane's bomb and flew it out into Gotham Harbor? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Any one of those is just as likely. <laughs> Any one of those is equally as valid because this episode doesn't explain why it happens. But no. Regardless, it's made clear that this will never be a thing again. Cheetor's had his fun. Yeah. So he ends up back at the base, uh, uh, back at the maximal base. You miss me, cats? Or something. Oh, yeah, I think Cheetor that's like... exactly what he says. Is that actually what he says? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what's shaking oh, cats or something winked. like that? Yeah, what's shaking cats? And he winks at the camera. <laughs> and Optimus is like, hey, we got your data disc. And <laughs> Cheetor is like, hey, uh, sorry I disobeyed your order. It won't happen again. And Optimus is like... You don't need to earn my respect, Cheetor. You already have it. But rest assured, if you ever pull a stunt like that again, I'll have your tail in a sling. And Cheetor is like, okay, okay, it won't happen again. Until, Until the next, next time. Until next time. Like Bart Simpson, like, throwing out, like, a little quip. Until next time. And then, like, Optimus, like, visibly, like, frustratingly, like, it's just so pissed off. And puts his hand on his, like, hands on his hips. And then everyone else starts laughing, and then he eventually laughs along with it. And yeah, every... oh, Rat Trap is here. Yeah, Rat Rat Trap starts laughing, and he says his like one Rat Trap line this whole episode. And um, Rhinox is like laughing too. And then eventually Optimus, oh, Dinobot, like eh, groans because his fun was like was ruined, and he like walks off down a hallway. And like Optimus has this like the this is another good still. If you're looking for a screenshot, <laughs> he has this creepiest, weirdest, funniest, like ape smile. <laughs> uh, he's just got this like very perplexing, like smile across his face. That Cheetor, am I right? <laughs> oh, that darn cat! I tell you, what are we gonna do with him? This episode is all over the place. Yes. Uh, yeah, th this was an episode, like I said earlier, this was an episode that I liked a lot when I was a kid, but uh, not that big of a fan of it, watching it now. I liked it. <laughs> it, it I liked the... They, there were, it, it had its moments, but um, after coming off of, say, last week's episode, which I think is actually really strong and actually holds up really well... Um, this one's a little bit of a letdown, I think. It's not a competition, man. <laughs> Everything's a competition. Life's a competition. Oh, shit. Well, we got to, like I said earlier, we get to see the highs and lows of Pterosaur. You know, he tries to make the best friend, 
his best friend betrays him. Gasp. It was the person that betrayed the Predacons in the first episode. Um, Shut up, really? (laughs) Got shot out of a garbage chute, but also saved the Predacon base. Truly a a fun time. All in a day's Um, work. The Predacons, like Scooby-Doo, chased Cheetor throughout their base. And it really goes to show that, like, they neither side is really has enough like numbers to like really deal with the other side if they ever like <laughs> have a reconnaissance mission against them well yeah and that's the like yeah it's like it's five on five like it's not even it, it it's just like two like groups of like random assholes basically like it's not even like <laughs> it, it's not it, it's not like two armies warring against one another or anything like in the original Transformers cartoon, it was like there were at least like a couple of dozen of them on each side, and it's like yeah, okay, like that you could, like that seems like an like a that could lead to a real conflict. But here it's just like what can they really do other than basically just bicker? <laughs> well, according to Pterosaur, uh, they have they they have like a little radar system, and they can detect when maximals are around their base but since when because they've never used that to their advantage before i guess you have to be at a console at that time yeah, <laughs> you, you have, have to awkwardly like yeah. use their terror board and hover <laughs> hover or over to the console and check you have to be right right there at the exact time oh yeah and it doesn't even record it it's only it's live <laughs> yeah. feed. And that's yeah, it. It, it's live feed. So like, if if you're not there when shit's going down, then you're kind of sol. It's like watching a live stream. Yeah, you missed it. Too bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add about this episode? I feel like this episode. I've said this already, but like this episode is like, how come nobody's listening to Optimus? Episode three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or Optimus is always right. Yeah. That But everything ended up okay. As it often does in uh episodic television. Except for the Predacon base, which is like missing like a lot of chunks of their ship. Also, why do robots need a ventilation system? Um Hmm. Because it's a trope to escape down a ventilation chute? Because the guy who wrote this episode really liked Die Hard. That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> who did write this episode? Um, <laughs> a man named Greg Johnson. Greg Johnson, everybody. And it was directed by T.W. Peacock. T.W. Peacock. Is that a human name or a company? <laughs> T.W. Peacock with an E on the end. Peacocky. <laughs> Uh, what a name I know right (laughs) I just imagine somebody with like a beret and those like circular like sunglasses and like a tiny swirly like French like mustache in like one of those director chairs that like swivel around and he's just got like a megaphone and he's yelling at people and for some some (laughs) reason he has a giant feather sticking out of his mouth (laughs) <laughs> like he's just like chewing on the end of a feather and then as the camera focuses he's actually just a giant peacock <laughs> he can't even speak english <laughs> so, so so he like he pull he he like grabs the back of his head and like unzips his man suit and he's just <laughs> a giant peacock underneath <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just a peacock. But the funny thing is, everybody still refers to him as Mr. Peacock, and he still directs the episode. And his name is now even, like, that much more appropriate, because he is, in fact, a peacock in disguise. <laughs> He's all like, director, maximize. <laughs> He just steps into his man suit and zips it back up. <laughs> All right, so I, I think well, that, that was a weird that was a weird <laughs> exercise in fantasy. I I think that's gonna do it for That'll too it. much energy. We're tired, this week. people. We're tired. Uh, and I could potentially be dealing with COVID right now. So that's right. right. For anyone listening, uh, <laughs> cross your fingers. Cross, cross your fingers that I do actually... I'm getting tested for COVID tomorrow. <laughs> cross your fingers that I do actually have COVID because at least then it'll be... It's been fairly mild, so at least then like it'll be over and done with and I don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> and then you can go and donate your uh, like immunoreceptor <laughs> blood or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> think that's how it works. This, yeah, that's science. It's science. I don't know how the science works. It's weird. They like put it's a needle in you and, and take out some antibodies, and and then they directly inject the T virus into your neck, and you become uh, X Man. And then and then you hook up a computer to a Barbie doll during a lightning storm, and then lightning <laughs> strikes the roof of the house, and suddenly you get this bodacious babe in a bikini. <laughs> Appears. And then the weird science <laughs> intro starts playing. <laughs> okay, everybody, have a good night. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna end this episode. Uh, uh, we will be back next week with uh, episode five in production order, which is Fallen Comrades, where the first stasis pod crashes on the planet. Oh, Fallen Comrades is the next one. It, in production order, yeah. Um, it was okay. it was seventh in U.S. broadcast order, and it was sixth in Canadian broadcast order. What episode is the web? The web is sixth in production order. Oh, it's right after. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, All so, right, so we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Woo-woo! Uh, so, thank you very much to everyone who listened to this episode and all of our previous episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash too much energon. Like the Facebook page. Share the Facebook page. Tell all your friends about this podcast. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and just about anywhere else you can imagine. So subscribe to us. Give us a like on your podcast provider of choice. It'll really help us out. And uh, yeah, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, Beast Mode! Beast Mode! <laughs>